As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So today we're actually going to be diving into something that we were talking about just in a regular conversation, which is the larger conversation of how COVID has stunted all social interactions. I don't know how like just socially how kids are going to be affected by all this because like when you think about even elementary school, like not being able to have recess with your all your friends and like I was saying the learning aspect, who cares? What is up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Overshare. I'm Jaws with my girl, Lil. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, one thing that I love about doing this remotely is that I'm always genuinely surprised by what I'm going to see you wearing uh, but it's always tie dye. Always, always tie dye. Max, and I, Max is really getting it in the way. Of, hey, sir, this is the microphone spot. Sorry, guys, my dog is interfering. There we go. Anyway, yes. So tie yes, dye. You are definitely incredibly consistent with your quarantine wardrobe. As am I. I have been wearing our new merch, not just for the show, but every day. It's all I wear. I, I love mean, it. You, I, at this point, you're married, so like you don't really have anyone to impress. Like you've already got him, and then like I don't see anyone, so I have no one to impress. So I mean, does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter anyways, as long as you're comfortable and thriving, which it looks like you are because your hair is fantastic. If you're not watching this on YouTube, do what's good so you can see Lily's long, luscious hair. I don't know how good I would say it looks at the moment. It looks good when I did it last night, but oh. you know, it's getting so long. It's gorgeous. Uh, I posted something and everyone was like, did you grow it out or did you dye it again? And I'm like, no, it's just like, you know, quarantine root chic. I like it. My quarantine root chic is white. So I, in fact, spray paint my head before we shoot this show. You know, anyways, growing pains. Are you ready to jump in, Lil? Let's do it. So over it. What she said. Uh, Okay, so what are you over, Lil? Because you created this segment for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm over everything at all times. Um, hmm. Let's see. Today, we'll say I'm over. I feel like this has just been a recurring thing, but I'm over my fucking face not getting any better. And anyone watching is like, uh, go to the dermatologist or Jocelyn is like, go to the dermatologist. But it's also just like hard to do anything during quarantine, I feel like. So I just, um, it feels like if it's not my face that's bothering me, it's my back that's bothering me and I just can't get anything done. And then I just feel guilty that I'm not getting anything done. So I'm really over just 
feeling like I can't get anything done. <laughs> well, you know what? Baby steps, honestly, something I've had to start doing in the last like couple of months specifically, just because I've had a very, very unproductive, lots of stuff going on in my personal life and just mm-hmm. totally unproductive, especially the last like two months. So I've had to start making to-do lists. Like as if I am my mom, Judy Davis, with like post-its <laughs> everywhere of things to do. And I will tell you this, the dermatologist that I recommended... No one's going there right now. So like, it's really easy to get an appointment. I've See, already been. And I will say that's another thing that like keeps me. One is like, have you seen the tweet that it's like millennials will like wake up at 6 a.m., fight social justice online all day, do all that, like in a list, all the stuff. And he goes, but they still freak out and have to like wait a week before they can make a dentist appointment. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel attacked, um, but seen. (laughs) But it's true. Like, I don't know what it is about calling and making appointments. If I was doing it for someone else, I think it would be fine. It's something about it. But the fact that they are going to be like, oh, we can see you in a month. And then I don't like start crying because like, if I'm calling a doctor or something, it is my last resort. And I can't can't wait four weeks. What do you mean? Yeah. And also... I don't understand companies, offices, any business establishment whatsoever that conducts business over the phone. Like to me, everything should be email. Everything should be available online. Maybe that's a snobby statement coming from me. But I also feel like it keeps a better record of things too. The The amount of like miscommunications I've had on the phone have been the last time I went to the doctor, I went four separate times because I'll admit one of the times I wrote down something wrong, but it's that she kept calling back and being like, actually, we have this appointment. Actually, we have this appointment. And then I not never got confirmations. And I got there and she'd be like, oh, it's actually tomorrow. And then I would get there and she'd be like, oh, it was actually an hour ago. And I'm like, no, it, no, it wasn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? And it took me over a week after I had waited months to go into the doctor the, uh, in the first place. Well, I will say Dr. Robert Young's Our shared acupuncturist does all his business online. And for that reason, with him and any other business that's online, you are more likely to get my business because I don't have to talk to anyone. I could set my appointment at my own leisure. And I really appreciate that. And not to mention Robert Young's will like email you a personal email and be like, hi, how are you doing? Do you need to come back in? And then he, oh my God, he's, he was always the sweetest. When I was like at rock bottom and like would leave his office crying, he like wouldn't even make me pay the copay. He'd be like, you're, he's like seeing my YouTube video and he'd be like, you spend enough on back tools. I don't think you can afford this anymore. <laughs> you know what's funny? And for anyone watching or listening to this that lives anywhere near Los Angeles, you should absolutely make an appointment with this man. But I will because... say, specifically, he's in like, it's like by my old apartment. So it's like Pika Robertson Beverly area. Hills. Yeah, yeah, he's Beverly Hills. So it's like right now I live in the Valley. That's too far. So I haven't been to him in so long because it takes so long to get there. Although there isn't traffic. No traffic, girlfriend. That's true. No traffic. Sorry. Continue though. Anyways, um, he's absolutely lovely. And I think that if you're scared of trying acupuncture for the first time, he is the person to go to because... He just makes everything easy and wonderful. Well, and we have a lot of video evidence because I filmed at least two episodes there. And then didn't you film one? Yeah, I I shot a video for my YouTube channel. And all of this talk is reminding me that I need to go back and see him. I also need to make a dentist appointment. 
the snobby side of myself. How um, dare you bring up the dentist in front of me? Die, I'm dying to go to the dentist to get my teeth cleaned. My because... mom texts me about it like all the time. And I'm like, uh, uh-huh. oh gosh, I don't know if we've ever talked about on this show. We should do an episode on our dental history because between the two of us, don't even talk about it now. You guys, we're going to save that for another episode because between you and I, We've had every emergency procedure known to man. I'll just leave you with this. that Oh, we should just get all of our surgeries. <laughs> Not even just dental, because I have a lot of other ones. You have um, a lot of surgeries. No, but uh, I was just talking to a friend that's like been having a lot of anxiety. And um, they, uh, what? I dentist? Just had a, the dentist? Yeah, it was like, I just had a brain fart. What? Uh, surgeries, dental procedures. <laughs> it was that they wanted to, they needed to go to a doctor or something. And I was like, oh my God, I could drive you. And they're like, I don't want you to see me like this. And I was like, look, <laughs> if anyone, you should feel comfortable just being a mess in front of. It's, it's your girl. <laughs> because I'm like, Jocelyn, I think has seen me cry more times. And then I was like, you know what? Jocelyn has seen the worst, but I would say anyone I've worked with has seen me cry more times in the last year than they have seen that anyone has seen me cry ever. And it's not like maybe, oh, are we? It's like me trying to hold it back. And then you just see, it's like, are we ready to film? And I'm like, uh, and there's like tears <laughs> rolling down my face. So yeah. So surgical procedures will be a future episode. Absolutely. Because we have a lot to say about that. Uh, next part of our over it segment. It's new. We're going to take some over it's from our audience. So you guys called it. I haven't mine yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, got, I got too carried away with the dental PS, uh, PTSD. <gasps> That's okay. Mine is kind of like stupid anyways. I was just going to say last week for the first time in six months, I put on jeans. And I just, I love denim. I love, there's so many denim brands that I genuinely have been fans of for, or a fan of for like decades. But um, I'm just concerned that they're not going to make it out of this alive because even the most comfortable jeans make me feel like a sausage, you know? And I mean, I might've gotten a thin potato layer. So is your over it that you're over jeans? I think I'm done. (laughs) I think I'm done, you know? I was like, Like, where is this going? Like, why? Why would you? If it's now socially acceptable to wear like a chic sweatsuit, why would you, in fact, choose to wear something that makes you feel like a sausage person? I don't know. It's just... It's concerning to me. I'm concerned I, for the denim community because I love it. I'm genuinely trying to think of the last... I put on jeans maybe once in the last five months. And what kind of jean were they? Was it a mom mm. jean? Uh, very loose jean? and like had a bunch of holes. So they were basically like shorts with vents. Yeah, <laughs> I put on a skin tight pair of page jeans that are Lycra and my favorite brand. And I was like, I feel as though this is like going, it's being eaten by my butt. It literally is. And like I said, I have, I think maybe I have a, a, a small potato layer because I've just been like enjoying my life during COVID, COVID or quarantine, but like not really. So I don't know. You're That's like, what you I'm enjoying your life. It's like, oh, an extra Brussels sprout. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, um, Lils, you are jumping into the yeah, new part sorry, of the segment. I, I prematurely, I skipped you. I'm an asshole. Um, well, no, because it's much more exciting. <laughs> we have a new segment of, I mean, it's like, a, it's like an over it part B that uh, we accept over it comments from you guys. And you guys called in a number. Jocelyn, do you have 
have yes. handy? So this is actually on our Instagram account. So if you're not following at our shared channel, please do what's good. Give us a follow, double tap. <laughs> um, but the phone number that you guys can call literally anytime is 562-661-8729. And our amazing producer, Melissa, listens to these messages. So we have no idea what you guys are going to share that you are over. It's going to be a please- surprise. Please call. We really want to hear from you, um, but it needs to be under three minutes because, you know. And just... and for the record, no one's answering the call. You're leaving a right. voicemail. It's a recording that then we're going to listen to afterwards. But I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to have some human interaction with our shared channel family. So I guess without further ado, let's hear it. Let's listen. Melissa, roll the tape. Hi, I'm Dan and... I really want to share, of course, share what I'm over. <laughs> okay. So I'm over two things. FYI, these are like totally not big deals, but I've been thinking about them lately. So one, I'm so over that there are no cute gay rom-coms that have like a plus-size guy in them. Like we're out here. Like I just want to have a good movie to cry to, like to have a good cry. Which leads me to my next one. I am so over being lonely. Like, quarantine has really shown how lonely I can get. When I really thought I was more of a lone wolf to the person, I've had that long my whole life, I guess. I love that. Um, also, I want to say I love podcasts. I listen to new episodes that come out each week. It gives me a good thing to listen to while working out. And I also wanted to say, love you both. Love you, Elaine and Jocelyn. You guys are amazing. I love you. I'm going to cry. Right. It's official. Uh, I feel like tears are budding, welling up inside of me for Dan. I love you, Dan. Dan, I'm lonely too. <laughs> but gosh, Lil, he had so many great things to say. Like, Okay, first I, of all, I agree. There should just be more gay rom-coms in general. And they should be absolutely. like good rom-coms, not like cheesy-ass rom-coms that are not real. Um, 100% agree. That's absurd. I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised because I know like even like Love, Simon was like a very like new Groundbreaking thing. moment. But it's like, yeah. w- at, by this point, shouldn't it be like everyone's like, okay, we got the okay, let's let's start. And the thing I loved about Love Simon, and I, I was that like a dramedy, a drama comedy. I I was like hysterically crying at moments, but also hysterically laughing during moments too. And you can't have a, a good drama without a little comedic relief. I mean, I would hope not. If not, it's like if it's like Winter's Bone or something like that. I'm like too scared to watch it. I just watched that recently. I it's was very- like intense uh, i was just it was kind of boring <laughs> like well, i love the concept it's great but uh, but oh my god but dan, dan we agree with you and the other interesting thing that you said specifically that i caught was that you're lonely and you always thought you were a lone wolf and that you were like cool being totally solo but i think it's really like shows a lot of like self-awareness that you are now saying that you need some human interaction what do you think lil <laughs> I would agree because I think I'm similar that I'm usually like, yes, I like social interaction, but I'm like, oh my God, I have a night. Like if there was like a weekend where I didn't have anything to do, or if I had work that I actually was like going to enjoy doing, I'd be like, oh my God, I have two days to myself. This is great. I don't have to hang out with anyone. 
when that two days turns into <laughs> two years, months, like, and like for me, I know I've been basically quarantining from before COVID even became a concern because of my back. I wouldn't say quarantining, but I'm just like not doing that much that it does get to the point that like, I'll go to even like a store and have a few interactions with people. And I leave feeling a lot more energized because I don't think you realize how much you need something. It doesn't need to be like, oh my God, I need a boyfriend here at all times. Although that would be very nice taking applications. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you don't realize just like the, like bouncing off other people and having like it's, it's even, and I know as YouTubers, so many people aren't uploading and I know I, for one, it's like, you don't feel inspired because it's like when you're only around yourself, I mean, there's some creative people that can dig deep and just be alone and do all this stuff for days. But like, I feel like a lot of creative people need the inspiration from others and like their interactions with other people to be able to pull that kind of inspiration out. Yeah. And I would even say to take it one step further to like the hashtag science of it all. Um, I have no evidence to support this, I should say. You don't but, have your scientific hypothesis prepared? No, I have I have nothing like that prepared. But I do think that human beings were created to interact with each other, maybe not all the time, because I'm very much a person who likes my alone time too. But um it's, I think it's really important. Like it releases actual like endorphins and chemicals in our body that if you're not getting, I think affect you from like an actual scientific perspective. Again, I have no information, no, no nothing actually solid, so. but, but I mean, I think it's important. I think it's really, really important. And also like really to get back to your first point, I, I, I want a rom-com. I, I want a gay same. rom-com. Same. We need that. We're requesting it, please. Honestly, can I just say that in general, gay rom-coms, gay, I I don't know if there's too many lesbian rom-coms either. Well, both. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, in general, there should be more just to represent the entire community. But that anytime I do those relationships in movies, do you not feel like they seem so much more just like sweet and real? Like, I feel like it's not as much of the cliche, stupid rom-com stuff because more like they just feel solid, more like solid couples. I yeah. feel like usually when you're watching a movie and there's like a gay relationship portrayed, it's usually like probably written by most, a straight person. It's probably like, the yeah, that too, probably played by straight people quite often too. And it typically... Um, just there's not much information. Although I do have to say, I just watched an amazing rom-com, Broken Hearts Gallery. It is so freaking good. Sounds it's familiar. Dacre Montgomery, who's in Stranger Things, mm-hmm. who's just very dreamy. And then Geraldine, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She was in Blockers. And she's also on that show with Harry Potter that's on HBO. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> um, she is literally a star, super hilarious. And... Um, there was a lesbian character who's one of her best friends who doesn't necessarily have a relationship, but instead is hooking up with literally every person she sees, which was super funny, actually, in the movie. But Dan, we hear you. We see you is what I'm getting at. Okay. Like, t- tweet me. Tweet us. Hit us I, up. My, I'm lonely, too. We can chat. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you so much for calling, Dan. Like, honestly, you brought so much joy 
to our hearts today. And for those of you guys thinking about calling, just freaking do it. What the hell? Why not? Um, But before we jump into over it, we're going to take a little break. Before we jump into, you mean? That. Yeah. What she said. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Lil, let's jump right in. Today, it's just you and me, which I got to say I love. And it Mm -hmm. seems like actually the listeners and viewers like it when it's just a solo Lil's and Jaws show. So thank you for that. I think we Um, say weirder things. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we just feel free to fly the freak flag. Like, who cares? Um, So today we're actually going to be diving into something that we were talking about just in a regular conversation, which is the larger conversation of how COVID has stunted all social interactions, whether you're talking about like preschoolers not being able to like roll in the dirt with each other all the way up to like people like not being able to go on dates. Yeah. Yeah. To like, oh my gosh, super sad. People being in the hospital, like those old people with COVID who can't be with their can like. We not, it's too we, sad. I, I don't like, want to talk, about, talk it. about that. Let's leave to the more like everyday <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, so, Lil, what do you have to say on this topic? Well, so it it started. We we're talking. <laughs> this conversation actually started because we were talking about um, how. I have discovered that a lot of people I know didn't drink alcohol in high school, which right now Mainly I do me. not, I do not I condone not. underage drinking. I'm not suggesting it. I'm just revealing that I personally did at age 16 was when I started. And when I find out that people didn't drink in high school, I'm not like, oh my God, you didn't drink in high school. When you it's not like a judgy thing. It's more that like, Oh my God, wait, you got to college though and drank for the first time? What I do you mean? I didn't even drink at all, like really my first year of college either. H- how? Did, were you the DD for everyone? I don't know if you've noticed, Lil, but I'm a good time regardless. Um, also, I, I mean, went to college true, 20 but... years ago. I started college before Ubers. So <gasps> like we always had to have a designated driver and I just had the best and, and you time. Were it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be the driver a lot. Also, wasn't then that, I can leave whenever I wanted. You know what I mean? But I still wasn't had that annoying? So much fun. Um, no, because I'd be like, I'm leaving. Bye. Um, and so oftentimes uh. people would find other rides or whatever. But, but I have a lot of stories. Anyways, continue. Sorry. So th- that's how it started. And then it was kind of turning into like, oh, my God. But like, what are high schoolers doing now? Like, they don't even have the opportunity to figure that out. And then even further than that. Hello, sir. My dog has joined if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> um, I don't know how like just socially how kids are going to be affected by all of this. Because like when you think about even elementary school, like not being able to have recess with your all your friends. And like the, I was saying the learning aspect who cares? I I personally am not as concerned about. No. I mean, I think it is a huge thing for some people, but hopefully a lot of people are able to do the online thing. Although Melissa brought up earlier, I've seen the tweet where it's little kids are literally having to sit outside fast food Ugh. restaurants to use Wi-Fi. Devastating. Breaks my freaking heart. That feels honestly. like a thing that it, it, at the very least, they should be able to supplement, like they should be able to pay internet bills for families that can prove that they can't afford it or something. Well, my sister is a teacher and um, in a, a very economically diverse school. So is my brother. Um, and so there are a lot of families that just 
economically cannot afford what their kids need. So they have been making, at least here in LA, like making some like areas where kids can like go and like be socially distanced in the parking lot of the school. All the kids get an iPad. Every single kid in the whole school district gets their own iPad. In the district? Yeah, which is actually, I can't even imagine. Apple better be giving them a discount or else I'm coming for them. I mean, there's an educational discount anyway, which I will say off the record that if you go and you're not a student, it (laughs) allegedly lets you use it. Allegedly. Allegedly. I've never done it, but. Same. Me neither. There's also a teacher discount I've allegedly never used 15 times, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. But something we were talking about is that um, my brother specifically is doing personal pod teaching for a few families and they're all doing the social distancing and whatnot. But that's only people who can afford that added expense. And I just think like, it's just, it's, there's going to be a lot of repercussions for kids that just like break my heart, honestly. Well, uh, and I actually, I didn't even really think about it until now. Cause I was thinking like, what have I, what would I have done just like at home with like stuck with my sister for so bored, <laughs> like, so bored would have killed us. But also uh, the kids that have parents and home wives that aren't ideal to be like, so for, I feel like for so many kids, school can be an escape and a nice getaway for them. Right. And then they don't have like that. I can't even imagine. And then you can't like, there's so many kids that like, they'll like live at their friend's house. Like I definitely had like home issues when I was little, not to the point that I like needed to leave, but I also had a lot of friends that I would literally stay there for like four days at a time. Right. And the fact that you can't, they, like they can't have sleepovers they can't do anything like I've seen videos of toddlers crying I just want to go into the park and I'm like oh I know I know and it's crazy like even I was asking my sister because she's a high school teacher I'm like what about and a lot of the kids at her school and where we grew up um play college sports and yeah. they get recruited and they have signing day and all that fun stuff so or do they just And it's actually for a lot of these kids, like how they're able to go to college. And I was like, what is going on with sports? Like, I don't understand. Do you not? Well, I think that colleges are honoring that, but college sports aren't happening either. So it's just like a huge domino effect, not to mention just like the fun of it. So she initially told me that here in L.A., um, they were waiting to see what's going to happen with the second half of the year and second semester every sport will be played at the same time. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're like, I got to go to my soccer game. Now my basketball game. Now this. Now I got to go run track. It's just like, my <laughs> The first gosh. thing that popped in my head was like, in college? I'm like, that's a lot of games to attend and a lot of times <laughs> to be drunk. <laughs> oh my gosh, that too. And like prom I, and graduation I, and dating. Dating. Like I'm so far from... I mean, <laughs> you too, but like we're so far from high school that it's hard to even think about that. And I feel like I always like barely went to high school. But um, <laughs> the thought of going to college and not being able to have like it be called to have college be only about learning. I, that's not why I went to college. That's not no dorms, I, no dorms. That, that's no frat the parties. Best, that's the best part. And not even frat party, like the dorms and meeting people. Like that is literally what I got out of college most is the social interaction. And now it's just like, and the friendships. When I look at the people who will be in my life long term, I have like a handful of really close friends from high school. 
But for the most part, like my core group of friends are people that I met either at work, at Clever, (laughs) or in college. So I just feel so bad for these young people. If I was 20 years old and stuck at my parents' house, I would freak the F out. Well, and I was also such not to mention- I was such a brat. That's, well, and you just are like, I want to be out of my own. I want to get out of here. Absolutely. Like, not to mention even I think of how many random connections that like, it's not people that I'm like really good friends with, but like good acquaintances that I had from college that have gotten me, I wouldn't say like jobs, but connected you maybe but connected me to different people and like had a lot of situations that were helpful in the future that if you were taking only online class like you're not going to meet people in your class like that so I feel like there needs to be some kind of like people need to figure out some I just zooms are just not oh my gosh if I don't know people zoom more than like three people at a time like that's like so you can't it's it's too hard to navigate the conversation. But I, know. I feel like and there I needs also, to be some way that kids can like have a way to socialize in some way that still gives them some, I don't know. I just feel so bad. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of like socially distanced interaction because everybody's sick of Zoom. Like remember when Zoom brunches and Zoom happy hours and all I've, that? I'm like, no, I don't invite I've, me. I've I can't been, do it Yeah, anymore. I've never been into it. I sit there the whole time and I'm like, who's talking? What's going on? <laughs> I know it's crazy. And not even to mention, like, I'm grateful. Like, I don't have any huge like life milestones coming up. I mostly think about like, high schoolers and college students. And also like, I never did online dating. I feel like I really missed out. Kind of, not really. (laughs) But how are people like meeting each other because you've okay, had a yeah, little well, intermingling right okay. so we'll say because I, I i don't worry guys i have not been going on dates at the very beginning of all of this it was months ago now which isn't six months ago basically literally it was, it's been six months it was like March. it was like it wasn't in it was it was in like june whatever neither here nor there anyway. At a certain point, there was a guy that I had been talking to several, like we had been FaceTiming for days and like he had not seen anyone. I had literally not seen anyone. And it was at a point that it was like, well, you're alone. I'm alone. Let's be alone together. Should should we hang out? And we hung out for like probably like a week straight. I think we hung out almost every single day. And then um, naturally it turned into that he actually had gotten out of a relationship in um, like January. And he was like, you're so great. But and I'm like, "Uh, yeah. And it was like a four year relationship that he had gotten out of in January. I'm like, what is with you? Like these guys at every fucking time. I I can think of without there's one guy who I don't know if we've ever shared this, which I will not put him on blast. But literally, you were the first person he ever like, sort of dated or hung out with after he had been like secretly married for like 10 years. Remember that guy? And we only found out he was married from deep stalking him online because he never never, told you he was married. Even to this day, has he ever revealed to you that he was married previously? No, and he actually disappeared from social media. And I had messaged him like when all this kind of started. And I was yeah. like, because I was wanted to make sure that that there wasn't like a bad reason. And he was like, no, just like was kind of over it, blah, blah. He has a girlfriend. Interesting. They're that very happy. They're probably one. married by now, but maybe so. <laughs> but I will say that someone very close to me, and I'm not going to put this person on blast, has managed to cultivate a like 
serious relationship during quarantine. What it, where did they meet? They actually met at a wedding like a few weeks before this all started. So you they had met in give, person. You were going to give me hope that it was a dating but, but um, then, you know, like live on different sides of the country or whatever. And typically I feel like this person would not want to get involved in a LDR because like they're just too hard. Long distance, long -distance relationship. Um, but it's like, what else are you going to do? Well, so they've been getting to know each other like way more than you would in person because you'd be like, let's make out. Um, but they can't. So it's like, let's just get to know each other and see if we like each other for six months. And they do. See, that I would be so great at because like, oh my God, I can talk every day. Like I'm, I'm a great texter. I feel like a lot of people, it's like, um, not a big texter. No, like, you're good on text. In person. You're good I feel on like text. My talking and texting are pretty even. And I feel like I could win them over probably more in text than a good in person. But For sure. Um, you're a good texter. You're funny on text. Well, in, and in person. Too. <laughs> no, but I think I am better on text. But, um, that I, I feel like that would be such a good way to cultivate a relationship. And then at that point, like they're so attached that it's not like, oh, quarantine's over, whatever. But I, I don't know. I personally, it, and they meant like in real life, so it's different. But I have had so many issues. And even before, uh, before quarantine, it's that probably only, I don't match with that many people because I'm very picky. But I'll like, match with someone and we'll message and it's either like the conversation is super easy right off the bat and mm -hmm. just like we are actually having one yeah. or it's like hi what are you up to this weekend and I'm like boring I literally none why, of us what are, are doing you anything to? we're yeah, not what doing are you anything about? <laughs> so I feel like to even get to the point where we're having a conversation where it would be normal to then talk to them again the next day is so rare especially now because it's like, oh, well, what else is out there? And they just like keep swiping. So I don't know. And then it feels like I'm worried that like I would start talking to someone. And then as soon as things would start opening back up, they'd be like, ha ha, I'm going to go live my dreams. Bye. Yeah, it's interesting. And like, I've even thought about like, oh, it's so sad. Like, so many people are getting divorced because they realize being together is the worst experience of all I time. Mean, I mean, it's sad, but also like better that they figured it out now. But it's crazy. Like I was, and this is so like unrelatable, but um, I love Luke Bryan, the singer. Remember when I took I a photo gonna, with him? I thought you were going to say, this is so unrelatable, but like me and my husband love each other. Oh, we do actually. <laughs> and it's also our first year being married. So it's like, we have nothing else to compare it to. But Luke Bryan, I listened to him on another podcast and he's like, I've been on the road my entire adulthood, like literally 320 days a year or something. He's like, my wife has never known me to be at home. He's like, so it's been really interesting because she's like, who is this person that's always here? I'm just used to being here alone. And I feel like that's probably what it is for a lot of couples who, like you were saying with like kids going to school, like the only thing keeping their relationship together, and he didn't say this, just I'm just saying in general, yeah. the only thing keeping their relationship together is keeping them apart. You know what I mean? So it's it's got to be like really crazy for people who kind of secretly hate each other. Well, and I think even when you think about conversations that a lot of couples have, like if you both go to work for, I mean, 
Speaking from all my relationship history, um, but you if have you have nothing like, to talk about if you don't go anywhere, well, that's if you both go to work and you come home and you can like talk about your days and like share different struggles and like talk about how to help each other with their problems. If you're both just home all day, you experience the same things. So unless you can be pro, I feel like anyone that's in quarantine in a relationship needs to be proactive in doing some stuff. Alone. Whether it's like too. Doing alone for alone. sure, for sure. But uh, also just like doing activities, whether it is literally going to the park to do something, but not just like staying inside and doing the same thing all the time. Because I mean, I should it's take my own advice monotonous. and do that solo. Yeah, but yeah, because otherwise monotonous. it would just turn into like you have a roommate and then they would, anyone would piss you off. And it's at least like the beginning of quarantine before Chris was going to work every day, which he is now because the project he's working on is essential business. Um, and I've been working on it a little bit too. But before that, it would just be like, literally, I felt like we were, all we were doing was sitting here eating all day because like we both like food. And so he'd be like, we'd be eating breakfast and he'd be like, what are we going to have for lunch? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I have no idea. But at least you have that kind we of had like, an activity. What yeah. should we do for lunch? I'm like, what should I do for lunch? I guess I'll just <laughs> eat what I had yesterday because I literally, I'm someone that like food for me is such a social thing that yes. like if no one else, like I don't care. I'll eat the same thing every single day. It, it would not bother me. But I think even if you had something to be, what movie should we watch tonight? And kind of like make something out something of it. Something in the back. And that's honestly, that's why we kind of redid our patio too, was because give you a little project. I could go, well, yeah, but also like I would be like, I'm gonna work on the patio today. Oh, like I would go out space. there and work. Cause then it felt like, oh, I'm coming home now inside of the house, which is well, also tiny. And I know that sleeping or working in your bedroom has always been a thing that people say you don't do because yes. it's like, then you can't relax. And I think I've said this before. I've been sleeping on my couch, which actually is gross and I need to like get it cleaned. But um, I've been sleeping on my couch for a very long time because I would go into my room to go to sleep. And for some reason, anytime I lay in my bed, I was like awake. Interesting. It's almost like too much pressure that I think uh, what I read an article recently that said that people are struggling to just like, do anything because they're working and living and yep. everything is in the same spot that it's like they just feel too and I listened to a podcast that talked a lot about that with Jay Shetty do you know who he is yeah he is amazing and mm -hmm. he was talking him and his wife and I think she's a chef or something in the culinary space Dreams. they live in I want to say he said like a five or six hundred square foot New York apartment or they did when he was talking about it and he Modest. said what's very small for two people who are working from home also. And he said, what you need to do is create spaces within your space. Even if you live in like a studio apartment, like I only work at the coffee table and I only eat at in my kitchen and I only sleep in my bed. And he said, what you should do to create like a sensory like cue is like, at your workspace, have a candle with a specific scent. And um, in your bedroom, have some sort of essential oil with like, have like some like sensory trigger to or a music that you play always when you're getting ready for bed or or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I went and bought all the essential oils. <laughs> I haven't used any of them, but it seems like a great idea. Um, I don't even feel like I because like I have my office, but 
since that's my workroom, I feel like I'll just like dread going in there. Like I'll be sitting yeah. on my couch and I'll be like, oh, I have an idea or like that would be, I could do that right now. And I'm like, but do I have to sit at my, I think that also has to do with my back and not wanting to sit at my desk. But like, I don't know. I think just being home, I, not that I wasn't working from home before, but it's just like, oh. It's harder to get motivated. Absolutely. And I think that gets back to what Dan was saying, our lovely friend Dan, about being a lone wolf is hard. I think even if you have people in your life who are keeping you accountable from a social distance or like you have deadlines to meet with someone, because like if you have a brand deal or a sponsored post or if you have to show up to this (laughs) podcast, you're showing up for other people but it's good to show up for yourself. It's good to show up for yourself too, you know? (laughs) Guys, last week I literally woke up at three. I've been very nocturnal recently and I woke up at 3 p.m. to like, five different people calling and messaging me. Oh, I thought you were dead. I was was so worried. I I was so worried. Megan, Lisa, uh, Melissa, Jocelyn, everyone calling and leaving messages. I'm like, what is going on? And it was a Wednesday and we usually film this every other Thursday. So I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? And I like start looking through and I'm like, I don't even have, I like had somehow we had talked about it verbally, but I hadn't written it down and I didn't have the calendar notification. I've never been so confused in my life because guys, time does not exist. It is really weird, but I was concerned about you because you've been making these Jeffrey Epstein Steen documentaries. And I told you, you need to get a better security system. And then you go missing when we're supposed to shoot and you always show up. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lisa, get over there. <laughs> my, get over favorite, the my favorite is that Megan's reach out was that she calls three times and then um, texts me once. And then when I text her hours later, go, oh my God, I like didn't even know we were filming today. Whoops. And she goes, oh my God, I was so worried when I was calling you, but then I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) We love an honest queen. Um, (gasps) Well, I would love to hear from you guys who are watching or listening to this. Um, You can share on social. You can share a screen grab and send it to us. We love to repost everything that you guys share with us. Um, But anything you're experiencing in regards to quarantine social interactions being totally stunted. um, And if you have suggestions of like how people can, that are feeling a little lonely can like find some, find some interaction, whether it's digital or social distanced. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's end this on a good note. What do you say? Okay. So long, share well. I hate us so much more now. Okay, so interestingly, um, more things are bringing me joy at this point in time than than I'm over, which is exciting. Specifically, something that brought me a lot of joy last week was that I successfully laminated my own eyebrows. I saw you did that. And um, typically, for those of you who don't know me well, and my history as a beauty influencer. I think it's safe to say that I've failed a lot more frequently than I've succeeded with many procedures I've attempted to do on myself. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you will notice that my brows have literally doubled in size. And that is because of this like kit that Dana Ward talked me into buying on Amazon that's actually to perm your eyelashes to stay open. You know, people do the lash lift. I'm not down for that. I don't want to go blind. But it looks um, really good though. It but can you believe I did this? I and impressed. it worked. Yeah. I put it on Instagram. I'm gonna make a longer Instagram video just because so many people have been asking me about it. 
but it costs like under 30 bucks on Amazon. I'll link to it here too, for those of you that are interested, but you get more than one treatment out of it. So if How you guys- How long did it take? Uh, probably less than an hour altogether. And I was filming too. So you know, that adds a little bit to it. Um, But you just leave the solution on your eyebrows. There's two solutions. You leave each of them on for 10 minutes. And I mean, you know, I have very curly grandfatherly uh, eyebrows that don't like to cooperate. She's only saying that because we did this beauty trip in episode one time where we went to um, Anastasia and the brow girl that was doing hers told her that she had grandpa brows because there was random hairs that were like an inch long. Also, out of all the episodes of Beauty Trippin' that we ever filmed, and I am going to go on the record and say this, I think that the people at Anastasia were the most disgusted by our antics. (laughs) I asked the lady if I could eat some of the eyebrow like makeup, and I was obviously kidding. And she she was was like, she, eh, I, eh. I think she was playing along though. She I was being no. I don't know if she was. She deserves an Oscar. But oh. um, but yeah, I'm very very excited about this. Um, and I'm shocked by the fact that it worked. Although I did have a very wonderful woman at this place, Hyper Real Brows in LA, do my lamination. So if you're too scared, go check her out. She's amazing. What about you, Lil? Well, I mean, I guess while we're on the topic of eyebrows, um, as you guys know, because I won't shut up about it, my face has been a fucking disaster. And I, Joss and I were talking about it before. I I think it could have been like a bacterial infection or something. I recently found something that's made it go almost fully away in a couple days, which honestly don't know if you're supposed to be like using over your whole face, but very hydrating. It's... (laughs) A $25 Aura Gel thing, which, by the way... Is Aura Gel for the inside of your mouth, like there's, cold there's, sores? Yes, but there's different kinds. Well, okay. cold sores are on the outside of your mouth. Canker sores are on the inside. So is there an oral gel for, like, acne outbreaks? <laughs> it's Well, it's for cold sores would be, like, next... Uh, and I have, like, a... Yeah. It's a zit that I get next to my lip, and then the crack makes it worse and worse. So, basically, that helped already, but... The only thing that has kept me, like when I look in the mirror, then I'm not just like, oh, because it was just like gross. And it's just like such a self-esteem it killer. Hurts. Well, it and, hurts and it's too. Painful. Yeah. But I, my good friend, Audrey Glass. <gasps> Audrey. Guys, How is that queen? Audrey is the queen. one that did my um, microblading of my eyebrows originally Three, three years ago. Almost four, maybe. It You're was, the first what? person I ever knew that did it. You were like a trendsetter influencer. I don't know about that. But uh, it was whatever my hair was. It was the Coachella. My hair was rainbow. Oh my God. I first got done and I've gone and touched up a few times. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll give you a quick close up. There's a little makeup on them right now. But honestly, they, they are the only things like I will have nothing on and I'll look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, your eyebrows still look so great. And how many times have you gotten them touched up, by the way? I, I'm trying to think because it, it has gotten more painful each time. And the it last has. time it was like, I like would flinch a little and like my eyes would be like sobbing. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, like, it's not like you're crying. It just like is an involuntary. It's a sensory, yeah. It's like if you reaction. like had something on your nose where it makes your eye water. But uh, I think 
maybe four times, but I think only three total. Wow. Wow. And um, she has posted that it was one of my brow anniversaries. But so uh, my Sherwell would be, you should go follow Audrey Glass. She had to close her office. She had one on Fairfax that she had finally opened. And then when COVID happened, it had to close. And then it was closed for so long that she had to just close it. So I'm very sad. But she has her own private studio in Costa Mesa where she lives. So if anyone is in that area, go check out Audrey Glass. I don't know if she's available, but she usually has her. She's in high demand. Like team she's of people. like beloved by celebrities, like you I mean, and other celebrities. I, I was, she was my hero. And then Jill arranged it so I could get it done by her. But um, yeah, so that's Shout been the most Audrey. life-changing beauty thing that has ever happened to me. And they still are going strong. It's a good investment, honestly. Well, thank you for sharing, Lils. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing, Joss. <laughs> um, and thank you guys for listening to this episode of Overshare. If you are listening to this as a podcast, first off, we thank you. Secondly, we have a huge favor. Please subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review because that really helps your girls out. And remember, if you want to be a part of the podcast, you can call in and leave your over it. Um, the phone number is 562-661-8729. We would love to hear from you guys. As you heard earlier, Dan really moved our emotions to new places we did not even know humanly possible. We love you, Dan. Shout out to you. This this episode is dedicated to Dan and all the Dans of the world. And um, you guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.